0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Fantastic Minute, the show where we talk about Wes Anderson's Fantastic Mr. Fox, one minute at a time. My name is Tyler Boudreau.
1: And I am Condra Boudreaux.
0: And we're the Amateur Nerds. All right, we're here to talk about Minute 33 of Fantastic Mr. Fox, which starts with Ash whining again, and it ends with Fox saying, There's not a moment to lose. Condra, what do you think of this minute?
1: There's a lot going on
0: here, Tyler. Yeah, and more character stuff, which is Much more good character to talk stuff. about. yeah. So we start with Ash saying, he gets bandit hat, he just got here, he gets bandit hat, where's my bandit hat?
1: And then he also wants to be shot at?
0: Yeah. So Why, <laughs> why didn't I get shot at? Which uh,
1: It's a very young child kind of thing that's like, why can't I be important? Why am I not part of everything?
0: Yeah, in one sense wanting to be the center of attention, but in the other sense, like, wanting to be important. Or, no, that's just the same thing. <laughs> what was I going to say? I was going to say, there's a scene in the f- recent film, Eighth Grade.
1: I haven't seen it yet, but okay.
0: Wherein a young male says that he wishes there was a school shooting so that he could beat up the shooter.
1: You know, maybe not the best idea, but I get the sentiment. Like, wanting to find importance through an event that you can test your worth. In some regards.
0: Yeah. I just thought it was a similar, similar I, idea.
1: I definitely see the sentiment in it, but also, I mean, flawed.
0: Yeah, obviously. They're <laughs> children. And then Ash says, it's because you guys think I'm no good at anything. And then he, like, gives in. He's like, yeah, maybe you're right. And then he struts out the room. And his strut when he walks out the room is really funny.
1: <laughs> it is a very interesting, um, interestingly animated kind of moment.
0: It's one of those things where you don't know, like, how involved they were Like, did they just make him storm out of the room? Like, how much of this was just the animation style, and how much of it is them intentionally making it look interesting? I don't know, that's kind of all I I have for Ash. His whole character up to this point has just kind of been whining and feeling inadequate.
1: Yeah, it's interesting to think about how... Much he grows and how quickly he grows, but I mean we'll get to that. But this I think is really this crux moment of everything's gonna change from here as it starts to change at the end, the second half of this minute, and you kind of see peak whiny Ash, and then from here he just gets better.
0: Yeah, this is definitely establishing his point at the end of the first act. Literally, this minute is the transition from the first act of the movie where they kind of get into the shenanigans to the second act of the movie where the action, the, the rising action has started, Mr. Fox
1: starts paying the consequence, like, seeing the consequences of his actions. But looking into the next minute, or the next half of the minute...
0: Wait, so yeah, so we jump forward to uh, Mr. and Mrs. Fox laying in bed. So, presumably we jump back, like, quite a while. So, question is... Did Ash apologize to Christopherson when he got done meditating? Or does this temper tantrum imply that he didn't?
1: I'm going to assume with the temper tantrum that he did not.
0: I'm going to assume he did, that Felicity made him still apologize.
1: I don't know. He's like
0: 11. He's still the age where he can kind of get bossed around and forced to apologize.
1: Yeah. But also, if he's thrown enough of a temper tantrum, he might just be in it for the night kind of thing and just like... It'll be one of those, I don't even want to look at you kind of moments.
0: Speaking of not wanting to look at the other person, Felicity and Mr. Fox laying in bed. Felicity is laying on her side facing away from Mr. Fox. And Mr. Fox is saying, why the cuss didn't I listen to my lawyer?
1: That's right, folks. We have two more cusses in this minute. Cusses 18 and 19. We are so very close to the big two o. <laughs> we were. Av- it's, it's interesting to think about when we, in, towards the beginning of the movie we were averaging like a cuss every couple minutes. Yeah, now we're it's averaging a, down.
0: Like two cusses per three minutes. I Yeah,
1: guess. but it's just. Um. So we got two cusses, but they were used in the same way. It was why the cuss and I listened to my lawyer, and then Mr. Fox spewed on a bit about like flipping the house and like, dude, you just I, moved in. I wrote
0: the word tree economics.
1: <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's like, I wrote, that's what you're concerned about? Like, really? You, you're you like, you just were shot, and we were concerned last minute that he really wasn't concerned enough about that and how he didn't really understand the consequences of his actions. Well, no, he
0: understands the consequences that they're going to have to move out quickly, and he he's realizing that the big thing is going to be that they're going to have to move out and they're not going to... All the money they invested, not only in buying the tree, but presumably
1: renovating cuz we saw all that stuff yeah. yeah
0: all the money they put into it he doesn't think they're going to be able to make back just by selling it so yeah it's a legitimate concern
1: but also like i don't know i i still feel like his priorities are not lined up quite correctly as
0: selfish as fox is he's not selfish about his physical being
1: he's much more materialistic
0: yes so i'll give him that his tail his tail getting shot off Didn't freak him out that much. Which, I'll give him that. He's concerned about the big picture. In general, the safety of his family. Because he knows they're going to have to move out. But, yeah.
1: And then, we start to... So, Felicity kind of gets a little angry at him. Rightfully so. Because he's complaining about his sleeping position. Oh,
0: yeah. No, he's like, I can't sleep on my back. Because his tail just gets shot off. But then he says, can't sleep on his... Stomach, stomach because He's... it makes him congested. I was like, "Yeah, dude, suck it up." Like, sleep
1: on your side.
0: Yeah. Also, sleep on your side. That's a good alternative. That's what Felicity's doing right now because she's turned her back towards you.
1: <laughs> and that prompted the question: How do you sleep? I'm like, I sleep with my fed absolutely buried in my pillow, and I'm on my stomach. And like,
0: I sleep a kind of combination of side and stomach.
1: Yeah. I also move around a lot, so I. I don't sleep well in general. so it's And then like,
0: I usually sleep with my, if, if I'm on my stomach, then my head is facing towards the left. Interesting. Usually.
1: Yeah, I move a lot during the night, so I find myself, I'll like maybe start on my back and wake up halfway through the night, rotate to my stomach, turn to my side, rotate. I'm constantly moving. But I was just thinking like in his movement, I was like, wow, that's kind of how I just sleep throughout the night.
0: So yeah, get at us on Twitter. Tweet at us at Amateur Nerds if you want to tell us how you sleep.
1: Or don't sleep. (laughs) If you're one of those night owl kind of people.
0: Um, Oh, and so we have the results from last week's poll. Uh, 90% of people wipe with their right hand, 10% with their left hand. What?
1: I don't get it. Um, It was
0: a little improvised bit, like like we had a poll last week and this is this week's poll. Oh. But we didn't have a poll last week, I just made it up.
1: uh, Oh. You're supposed
0: to yes and.
1: Okay, well.
0: We'll work on our improv later.
1: So then the roof starts make, crumbling and f- prompting my next question about this minute are they in the tree or are they underground? Because the way the r- roof is crumbling that would suggest that they're underground but all for all intents
0: and purposes they're in the tree. They're under the roots of the tree which are underground. They're They're this... So the setup of the house might be, like, that this is the master bedroom, and the, the the master bedroom might be the lowest point in the house, as opposed to, like, a higher point in the house.
1: Okay. Yeah, I was just a little confused when that started happening. I was like, but I thought they were in the tree. But if they're underground... Because we
0: yeah. see them, they're at the bottom of a set of stairs later in the minute.
1: Oh, that is true, yeah. So they must have gone down.
0: And it's not safe for them to be in the tree, because Boggess, Munson, Bean are presumably trying to fell the tree. And then, so their only option, we will find out in the next minute what their course of action will be.
1: So, and then Mr. Fox is like, wake up, everybody.
0: Even though there's only one person in the room with him, and presumably the (laughs) other people in the house couldn't hear him. But then they're at the door anyway in half a second. Presumably, though, they heard the commotion that was going on. And then rush down to Mr. and Mrs. Fox because they're the adults of the house. Yes. And not Kylie, who's also an adult, but not the adult of the house.
1: But Kylie's there, so he lives with them? Again. What is a super? It
0: might have been like it might have been like, Kylie, you're here, you're not leaving. It's oh, too dangerous outside. Mm,
1: oh, that might have been it. That's a good idea. But it is one of those moments where oh, but he had like pajamas and stuff.
0: Well, he might have been staying the night. Like he might have like some clothes there.
1: What is a super?
0: Kylie Kylie (laughs) might just live there, too. What's the, what's the, the maid in the Brady Bunch? Alice. Alice. Maybe Kylie's just Alice.
1: You know, that'd be interesting.
0: And, I don't know, does Alice solve conflicts?
1: No. Well, sometimes.
0: I don't know. Because then, like, Mr. and Mrs. Fox start yelling at each other, and Kylie's like, no, stop yelling at each other. Yeah, so there's a couple great line deliveries in this minute. We'll get to the Kylie thing in just a second but uh you'd be dead
1: too in this scenario uh, so
0: yeah so fox says they're digging us out and felicity says like she gasps and says they'll kill the children mr fox says over my dead body this is so exciting isn't it just me recapping all the lines that Absolute. are being stated yeah and felicity says that's what i'm saying you'd be dead too in that scenario
1: but the way she says it, she's so rational. She enunciates
0: every- very well, and enunciating can be very funny, especially in a Wes Anderson, Wes Andersony kind of way.
1: Yeah, she's just so rational in this moment too, kind of thing. Like she's panicky, but then like you see that second of panic, and then she calms right down and is like, "All right, got to put my thinking brain on," and like, "What do I got to do?"
0: And I think what's funny is sometimes people speak in full like sentences that would be written, and that's very funny. And you f- you see this a lot in children's books, mm-hmm. uh, specifically uh, Mo Willems' series Elephant and Piggy, yes! where the characters talk in full sentences, and that just makes it very funny to read out loud. Mm-hmm.
1: Definitely, I. So
0: like, there is a bird on your head, like,
1: or should I share my ice cream? Yeah,
0: just uh, th- examples. We are of...
1: going to a party. Yeah, it's just those kind of moments where you'd normally con- use a contraction or yeah. uh, like going very rarely like people will it's often like going or like you sh- gonna you, you shorten it naturally without so yeah
0: Meryl that. Streep's line delivery is <laughs> that's what I'm saying you'd be dead too in that scenario it's just very enunciated and
1: it's still polished it's not it's not like it's poorly enunciated or anything because there are sometimes times where like you enunciate too much and then you're like wow this person really is just like over the top or whatever. Yeah, but. You, have,
0: you have to wonder how much fun Meryl Streep had in this movie. I think of the Royal Tenenbaums. Angelica Houston's in it. Oh, I love her. And my thought with Angelica Houston in the Royal Tenenbaums is that she's basically playing a character Meryl Streep would play.
1: hmm I although sh- that is normal. Like if I think about the other Angelica Houston roles, although maybe not. She's more of a Helena Bonham Carter.
0: Well, um, I only know her from the Adams Family, so she
1: also is in the Witches. She's in oh, the Other
0: rule Doll, okay?
1: Yeah. Um. She also did. Um. Oh no, wait. That was Share in that movie. Never mind. She's a very similar Share actress too. I guess they also kind of look alike.
0: Yeah, and Angelica Houston nails nails the role in Royal Tenenbaums. But you know how sometimes you see a movie and you just like you're like, no, this role was meant for this person, and yeah. then it's just a different person.
1: Yeah, I think. That happens to Jennifer Garner a lot, I feel like. she like She's just like such the generic mom that they're like, oh, we were intending on this, but we couldn't get that person, so we just did Jennifer Garner instead.
0: Yeah, uh, there's two big ones for me. Uh, one is really obvious. In The Hateful Eight, it's very clear, Quentin Tarantino's The Hateful Eight, it's very clear that Tim Roth is playing a character meant for Christoph Waltz, because it's supposed to be like, he like, has a funny English accent. It's kind of like a thing, and then the other one is in the movie quiz show.
1: I love that movie, uh,
0: in which Ray Fiennes plays the like the main character, and it like it just should be Kevin Costner. Mm -hmm. Like Ray Fiennes plays it great, Mm -hmm. but like based on the genre and the performance and the character, that's just Kevin Costner. Like, why are we kidding with ourselves?
1: Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's any other ones that I can really think of. I can think of ones where it's like it's nailed perfectly and it's like, Yes, that person was intended like Ellen DeGeneres for Dory, like it was her or no one basically for that. Yeah. And even I would say even like Billy Crystal and like Monsters Inc. and stuff too, I couldn't imagine another like,
0: Yeah, but the curiosity of like, oh, they like it they're kind of playing a performance that like is seems right up this other person's alley, but they nailed it.
1: Yeah. I don't know if I can I'm having trouble thinking of anyone that I'd be like, oh, I would have rather seen this person.
0: It's just a phenomenon I've noticed.
1: Yeah, I I definitely like feel it sometimes. Oh, you know what had happened for me? Um, Reese Witherspoon in The New Wrinkle in Time. I mean, maybe it was just the way they wrote the new, the char- Mrs. Watson, which was the character she played. But I had like, I went in kind of blind for that movie. And I thought Mindy Kaling was Mrs. Watson because that just made perfect sense to me yeah. and Reese Witherspoon was Mrs. Who because that also would have made perfect sense to me like the more older stoic like wordy kind of one Reese Witherspoon that because that's just her character in so many movies so when I when they were switched I was like what
0: yeah this doesn't
1: make any sense
0: yeah so I mean that was the I'll most recent credit where she could play either yeah but I didn't, I didn't see the movie I'm assuming Mindy Kaling as a more stoic character didn't work as well. It was
1: interesting. I wasn't quite expecting it. but I think the thing with Reese Witherspoon not being Mrs. Whom, but being Mrs. Watsett and Mrs like part of Mrs. Watsett character she just loves so much and so openly. And while I definitely see Reese Witherspoon as this lovely woman and like I really admire like I think she's a really great actress, I didn't get that like overpouring of love. Yeah. I think I would have got that with Mindy Kaling a lot easier yeah. more easily.
0: You care a lot more about Wrinkle in Time than most people. I do. Uh, I did
1: just buy it yesterday. Grace
0: Witherspoon plays more light light characters earlier in her career, like really yeah. Blonde.
1: Yeah, and Pleasantville even. like That's an interesting role for her because it is very light, but in a very kind of that's It's a drama. That, that's
0: more of a drama. Anyway, what I was trying to say is that Meryl <laughs> Streep fits in very well into the Wes Anderson vibe. And you have to wonder how much she understood slash had fun with... The scenario. Because you really need people to buy into the Wes anderson mm-hmm. in order for it to work.
1: Especially such a risk like this movie. I think this while like it kind of makes perfect sense that it's a Wes Anderson film, it also like Wes Anderson children's movie. That I think is the risk well, kind I, of factor. I th-
0: but I think they also had the benefit of I think they were able to go out of their way and get George Clooney and Meryl Streep where they usually can't get like two big names. It's usually just like one big name and sometimes it's Bill Murray or Gene Hackman or in Grand Budapest he gets Ray Fiennes but like these aren't the Wes Anderson actors filling these roles Mm -hmm. these are two huge actors that wouldn't have had time to do a full a live action movie but have time to
1: just do the voice and Mm -hmm.
0: acting so while it's a risk it's also less of a risk
1: yeah it's an interesting balance to think about like the implications of Wes Anderson doing a children's movie, and then his execution of that movie, and that kind of stuff. And I mean, that's the kind of stuff we talk about frequently, but it's still interesting yeah. to, like, what would have happened, like, if he'd have upped it a notch to be more Wes Anderson-y, and, like, not... I, I think the stop-motion element definitely... I think this,
0: this is one of the most Wes anderson movies.
1: I really have a very narrow... I don't. I've only seen a couple other ones. I've seen Rushmore... Grand Budapest Hotel, this, and I've see seen Moon- parts. Kingdom. I've seen parts of Steve's the Zoo. Okay, those are the only ones I've seen. And you've seen isla dogs Yeah, and I've seen isla dogs which I just bought this weekend. Oh boy! So then we have a kind of in in the pan out of Mr. Fox and Felicity freaking out. We see more of Felicity's paintings in the room. Oh yeah, there's
0: like five of there's them in the room. And five all paintings. paintings in the
1: room. That's not and there's three on one wall in like a two foot space of each other. There's two tiny ones and then a bigger one, and it's like, whoa, how much do you paint? That's a lot of canvas, like a this lot is of paint. Like her thing, like, it is, I'm sure. But also, like, that's a lot of paint. Unless she's selling them too, like, that's sure. a lot of canvas and paint. That's expensive. That's what that is.
0: Well, maybe paint's cheap because they're tiny. They're tiny critters. Maybe. Maybe they use like crushed berries for paint too. Maybe uh, later it oil. looks
1: like when, when you see her painting though, <laughs> it just like it looks more acrylic yeah.
0: y. Goes without saying, the design of this room is really nice for a room they're only spending 20 seconds in and we're never going to see again. They really went all out.
1: There's a nice cupboard in the background. Um, there's
0: another, like, fireplace. Yeah, it's not,
1: st- it's not a fireplace, but it's got the stepping stone or skipping. It's like, skipping it's
0: like a, st- a chimney, and there's a fireplace underneath
1: it. Is there a fireplace underneath it, or is it just kind of the.
0: I would say it so. It just kind
1: of looks like the back, maybe, like, the back of the chimney, maybe, where, in like, yeah. old houses, you see the line of bricks. It's like, oh, that's where the chimney is on the other yeah. side.
0: Um, but that
1: wouldn't make sense if they're underground. Maybe it's where the flue goes. Like, maybe they have a flue running throughout the house kind of thing.
0: I have a flu. A chew, Thank you.
1: <laughs> um so and then the last thing we have really is um Mr. Fox. Mr. Fox
0: kind of running around. He like uh, kind he of like, parkour? Yeah, you know when you know when the the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man yeah. right after Toby Maguire gets his powers. And he runs down the stairs, and he, like, runs up the wall.
1: Yes. Oh, my God. That is the exact same thing that he does. That's so funny. Yeah, he does this, like, half parkour, kind of, like, run up the wall over a chair kind of thing. It's kind of amusing to see. It's very... It's... it's, The movement of it reminded me a lot of the acorn movement in the last minute.
0: You know, like, when a dog's excited and a dog will just, like, run in a circle? That's basically what he's doing.
1: Yeah. But it's, it's still, like, a... It had the very, I don't, there was something about the movement that I was like, oh, he basically did a mirror image of what the acorn did, which was kind of funny.
0: Yeah. And then we didn't say the Kylie line, which was, uh, uh, stop, stop that. He says one thing, she says another, and it all changes back again, which is another wonderful delivery and a very Wes Anderson moment.
1: Kylie's Kylie's, a, he's such an interesting character to think about because he's kind of a mystery. And or like you don't get a lot out of him, but you get those things like he just cares a lot.
0: uh he hates conflict, yes uh, he, oh, I, also, uh, yes I see that you your also joke in, this, says, also in this also in this minute earlier, he was like, he tells Mr. Fox, I told you you shouldn't have invited Kristofferson
1: but that seems pretty aggressive for Kylie it's like
0: passive aggressive, but it's like it's making the point that like Kylie knew this would have caused a problem, and Kylie likes to avoid problems,
1: yes. All right, well, that's all I've got for this minute.
0: Yeah, let's let's wrap this up. Let's, no, no need to ramble.
1: <laughs> but that's what we do best. Yeah,
0: we did have a, like, a little five-minute wrinkle in time thing.
1: All righty, well, if you are interested in following us, like Tyler said on Twitter, we are at Amateur Nerds. You can always tweet at us with your thoughts about the minutes or upcoming minutes, as well as emailing us at Amateur nerds present at gmail.com.
0: You can follow me personally on Twitter at T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y. That's kind of just my personal Twitter, but if you at me and want to talk about Fantastic Mister Fox, i love it, and you just, like, see some of my jokes. Give me a follow, give me a like, whatever.
1: You think you're funny on Twitter. It's questionable at best. If not, you can rate, review, subscribe us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or Google Play, and... And,
0: uh, yeah, we... have we might be getting some guests soon. We're going to see how this rolls out.
1: Yeah, we're a little more regular now. We're, we're confident in what we're doing We've now. We're eating and-
0: a lot of fiber, trying to get our schedule in.
1: Oh, no. And we're also going back to school, which gives us a more normal, insane life, which is great. Yep. So, from Condra and Tyler, this has been Fantastic Minute. We'll see you next minute at for minute uh, 34. 34. Yep. And I hope you have a fantastic day.
0: Fantastic you <laughs>